We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. Hi, I'm Bree. I'm Vicki. And I'm Lynn. And And we're Telling on Ourselves. Telling. Telling. Telling on Ourselves. Telling. 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 Telling on ourselves, telling on ourselves, telling on ourselves, telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Just so you know, we do not rehearse that ahead of time. I mean, I like to riff a little bit each time. Yeah, yeah see where I'm, it goes. And I think I'm the baritone in that. Baritone. So if you guys are... I'm a very, very pure alto. Me too. Across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've been told. Well, welcome, everybody. And Abri's just nodding like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome to another week of fun and frolicking. Yes, and today, <laughs> speaking of Fs, first thought wrong <laughs> is Lynn. Yes, I don't know what that has to do with an F, but okay. First F. Oh, first thought wrong. Oh, you pulled a Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to call now. Pull, I pulled a Vicky. So, I, yes, I did win the first thought wrong this week. Um I, uh, we had, t- uh, Vicki and I had talked on Thursday night, we had a meeting together and she was all excited because she'd gone overboard at the grocery, bought all these uh, vegetables. She's like, hey, let's make a big veggie dinner. I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So we invited another friend and um, was kind of making plans for it. Got home from work on Friday, found out that my roommate had to work late, like really late, wasn't going to get home till like nine or 10. And I'm like, oh. I haven't had the house to myself in forever. And even though I am an extrovert most of the time, I still need that recharge uh, time. And I thought about canceling on dinner. And I didn't think, hey, I'll call Vicky and just say, I've got the house to myself. My first thought was, what excuse can I use? What story can I make up? And let's be honest, which lie can I tell to get out of this so that I can have a little bit of quiet time? Really, seriously, that was, I mean, without hesitation, that's what I thought. Like, what, what can I, what kind of lie and web can I spin? And I had the phone in my hand, and I thought, it's Vicky. I don't have to, I can tell her the truth, and she's going to understand. And she did. Yeah, I was like, giddy up. I was excited for you. <laughs> I, know, I mean, that, and, and that's what I always talk about, is taking care of yourself. And mm-hmm. no is a complete sentence. And you were very clear. So you used your tools very well. When you told me, it was like, it was kind, mm-hmm. but it was, it was clear. And I was like, yay, good And I for felt you. so angsty the entire time I was telling you, because, you know, we get wrapped up in that. For me, I get wrapped up in uh, pleasing people, not disappointing, following through, because I have a big hang-up with other people not following through with me. So I have my own personal deals where I promise something and then I don't do it so all that stuff was wrapped up in there and I just kept telling myself it's Vicky she'll she knows she understands and she supports I and, get it and yeah. she did yep so second yep. thought right well it was a while it was how long <laughs> yeah. were you holding the phone for <laughs> for a while <laughs> like once a while uh three or four or five minutes oh, I mean okay. seriously yeah I mean yeah. I, I went through oh, every scenario she had the head. story going <laughs> well can I just ask just for shits and giggles like what kind of story were you leaning towards well it's always my go-to I have a headache um, cause you know, science stuff. And then now if I ever say I have a headache, y'all are never going to believe me again. True. <laughs> and then, uh, something happened at work. I had to work late. I mean, you know, all those like silly, which I found in lying, Oops. you don't give too many details. 
Yeah. You just you try to be as vague as possible. So right. The, the more lavish or outlandish the yeah. story or the more detailed the story, the more likely. And more shit you got to remember. Because yeah. I remember somebody telling me, you don't have to have a good memory if you always tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then Vicky, you always told me about hall passes. Yeah. And not in the sexual manner of like. Well, you know that movie Hall Pass where oh. the wife gives their husbands a hall oh, pass okay. to like, okay, go out, you're single for the night kind of okay, thing. Not yeah. that kind of hall pass, but... I don't know about that because I would never share. You would have never used that if it yeah. were... Oh. <laughs> well, anyways, but you're good about giving people, you know, oh, yeah. like if you, you have always told them. me, yeah, you get hall pass, you know, yeah. if you really need your time or you got something going on, you just let me know, hall pass. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I gave Dave a hall pass yesterday, and I used that that phrase for the workshop when he, you know, when he was like, "I know you got a lot of work to do. Why don't you know? You just found out some stuff with your family. Just stay home. I'm giving you a hall pass." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it's important to have people understand that because yes. we are three major codependents, and if we have a safe zone that we can be like, "I need a pass. I can't." I'm just not feeling it. You know, my best friend, uh, Renee, she's real good about that, too. Mm -hmm. Like, we're good about, I just can't. Like, that Friday night when we were having the birthday party, she's she wanted to be there, but mm -hmm. she's like, I just can't. I'm too tired. So, yeah. you know, of course. Right. I get it. It's good. I good. get it because I need it. Yeah. Same. Same. And it's, it's something learned in sobriety. Absolutely. And, and also, I would like to thank you for giving me the safe place and safe space to be okay with doing that. Of course. I, it's really not comfortable. It's not anything that I like at all. It was a whole lot of discomfort. And itchy. You feel mm -hmm. itchy. It's yeah, like, like right now I'm kind of like wriggling around because yeah. it's just, there's nothing about that that I like. But I did it. Because you're telling on yourself. Yeah. And that's how, I mean, the whole idea behind this web, this website, this uh, <laughs> uh, podcast for me, telling on ourselves is what keeps me sober because when I narc on myself and I say, this is what I'm feeling, that power of that feeling diminishes mm -hmm. and it almost goes away because I'm not holding it inside and not holding that lie that I'm right. telling myself or telling you or whatever it is. Like they say, we're only as sick as our secrets. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, there is no smooth transition for this, but we're going to go into our topic. <laughs> our topic today is willingness. Yeehaw. And willingness has so many different connotations. Um, it's, you know, I did my little pre-show um, research and was looking for a definition. And then I did, because I like to Google fun searches, I did willingness in AA. And there was so much stuff that popped up and it was really kind of cool. So, you know, you get all these different perspectives. But one of the coolest things about it was willingness is this definition but in therapy, it has a totally different definition, mostly because of the influence of influences of Alcoholics Anonymous, which I thought was really cool. Really? Well, yeah. So let them rip. Yeah. yeah I want to. So the definition, Merriam-Webster, um, Merriam, you know, they're they're funny people. Um, the willingness is done, born, or accepted by choice or without reluctance, relating to the will or power of choosing. So willingness is choice and choosing. This is what I got from that which I thought was pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. And then the, when I was talking about, I, I cited there was, a, they were talking about how it's changed um, in therapy because of uh, the influence of Alcoholics Anonymous. 
um, they say it's due in large part to how the term is utilized. And it has two different parts. Essentially, it's a statement has two components. First, the person must openly acknowledge that the life previously driven by his or her own desires and actions led to discomfort slash consequences and often a destructive addiction or behavior. And second, he, she must take the intentional action of surrendering his entire life to a higher power. How about that? Wasn't that cool? Well, I guess I just never thought about it as as simplistic as willingness being a choice. Yeah. To change or yeah. be open to change. Right. Be open to doing things differently. I think I overcomplicated it, especially when we picked this topic. Mm-hmm. I was actually kind of nervous about this topic. I was telling Vicky, I'm like, I feel like it's really similar to Teachable. Mm-hmm. And we just did Teachable. Mm-hmm. And so... There was lots of things when we were talking about teachable that I didn't want to say because I thought maybe they pertained more to willingness. But the truth is they kind of just go very hand in hand. So they it's do. kind of good that one follows the other, I think. You need to be willing to be teachable. Exactly. you got to choose right. to be able to, to be okay with maybe doing something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and one of the, you know me, I love my Instagram quotes. <laughs> Lynn, you're the definitions. <laughs> I am like the Instagram short, short and sweet quotes. Um, and this, this really resonated with me. One reason people resist change is because they focus on what they have to give up instead of what they have to gain. Mm-hmm. And so, I love that. Yeah, I, I think when you really start to focus on what you're going to be gaining, your willingness. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of like in program attraction rather than promotion mm-hmm. so when you're seeing other people living it right. you're more able to um, understand and desire the the beautiful benefits of sobriety or whatnot so well it's that thing you become of, more willing. as shitty as your life is the fear of the unknown is much scarier you know that fear is bigger than living in your crap. right well how much discomfort can you tolerate Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's like I was talking about the itchy feeling about being honest and and just speaking my truth and that was so uncomfortable because it's new and it's different and I don't I don't have a I don't have a wagon wheel rut for it you know I've got a wagon wheel rut that's very deeply entrenched on on telling people what I think they want to hear and that's the key what I think they want to hear instead of just being honest and telling people my truth well, and that's a that's a and that's choice. That's being willing to choose honesty and truth. I like the definition that you said so much because it was talking about it being an action. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you think of willingness, you think it's a mental yes. mental thing. Yeah. But I think being willing is taking a chance and going to a meeting, and that's an action. And yeah. being willing is taking a chance and telling the truth that you just want to stay home. And being willing is, you know, these act- telling on ourselves that we're not feeling right in, in a certain scenario. And, you know, I actually did make notes on a couple things that I, I think are important for willingness for mm-hmm. once, because usually I just wing it. She's anti-note. Well, I, <laughs> when I'm scripted, I tend to feel um, rigid, yeah. and, and I'm not my true self, and I don't like to roll that way. And she said rigid, not frigid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can be... No, actually, I can't be very frigid. I'm pretty much full of love and passion and, and all that good stuff, um, with no boyfriend. Woo-hoo. 
Um, so willingness to have a new experience. Um, I think that I have to continually do that to ha will be willing to have a new experience because even when you were talking about it earlier, like we had an expectation going into something and when I'm doing that, I'm not being willing to have a new experience. And even in our reading today, when it was talking about if we're not in the present moment, we miss things. We miss what, but, but the good news about higher power, what I've learned in these nine years is that he will let you know. And it said that in that reading, he'll throw stuff at you. Like sometimes he'll bonk you in the head and be like, pull or she, rug. or yeah, pull it. the rug out from under you. Well, I mean, that's my experience of late, you know, it is you are not doing what you're meant to be doing and you need to change it. And that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. And again, uncomfortable, itchy. It's like you want to go back to what's comfortable. And again, no matter how shitty it is, at least you know that's shitty. That's a that's a known quantity as opposed to something that Fear. you have yeah you have no clue about. Jump on that though. Um, if we take that leap of faith, because that's what you're doing. You're basically leaping into the unknown, and you're doing it just on faith, faith and hope, mm -hmm. right? And and that's that's what the our program that's what my program has taught me is to just have faith. And things are going to work out. And when Vicky was talking about the universe, we'll keep throwing things at you until you get the message. You have to have faith that that's the message that's intended for you. That that's the right thing. It's the right thing to do. Right. Big and little. Well, and I think what you're you need to tell yourself is it doesn't matter what what I think your fear is is that you might not be capable. But God's not asking you to be capable. He's just asking you to be willing. Yeah, and show up. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. So, well, and that's what we do to ourselves, right? With these limiting beliefs and these um, these fears. I mean, really, it all boils down for, to faith and fear. And mm -hmm. when you're in fear, willingness does not come very easily. Mm -hmm. And when you're in faith, it comes easy. But that is also what I always talk about, practice. Yeah. It is 100% practice because... I had to practice it for many times going to these meetings and going to talk to people and picking up the phone and all that practice. That was being willing, showing up and taking the action. I just love what you read, Lynn, because it is an action. Mm -hmm. It is an action. You have to be willing. Well, it's the precursor to the action. You have to be willing to take the action. Right. right. And you're going to take that action based on your beliefs and your hope and your faith. Well, and for me, it was what I always talk about um, with the with the higher power thing, right? I believed that you guys believed. I believed yeah. that you were doing it, and I saw that something was happening. Mm -hmm. And like you were talking about the attraction. Yeah. Well, and part of it being admitting, okay, maybe I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is a different way. Mm-hmm. And then once you find and you see that way and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to do all that. I have to believe this still in that moment deciding, okay, I'm going to do it in spite of my feelings. Right. Right. I'm going to walk through the fear. Yep. Right. Because the only way to fix a problem or to destroy a problem is to walk through a problem. Well, yeah. Can't walk around it. Can't All I can picture it. is King Kong, like, yeah. boom, destroying problems. But I always thought I had the right answers, <laughs> and I always thought I knew what I was doing. <laughs> that was another Vicky. 
Vicky just literally mimed out Godzilla over here. I'm like, with the sound of, well, actually, it wasn't really miming because you were making noise. Shit. Yeah, and I was doing crunching. And with she was my like, feet. Godzilla. <laughs> no, we're going to have all. The sci-fi nerds going. It was so and so publication. Well, I will. I will say um, we don't have a correction corner. But last week, when I was trying to articulate about acceptance and wasn't coming off very well, and there was another thing that I did weird last week, and I called an analogy. It wasn't an analogy. It was a theory. What I was saying, uh-huh. but I called it an analogy like twice. So, anyways, just yeah, funny. Funny times in my head. <laughs> Acceptance isn't real. Was that? Was that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, wait, what? What I meant was that when you are not in acceptance and you're pretending that you're in acceptance it's not real but I didn't say it correctly I got what you were saying Vicky it was very heady it was it was was way over Lynn's head is what it was (laughs) yeah Lynn was making crazy eyes at Vicky like please please explain that and please help me dig myself out of this hole because I don't know where to go from this (laughs) I don't know what to say back to you because I disagree with you I feel acceptance is very real well and I think that that's what's so cool about our 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 um, chemistry yeah. Yeah. is that we can do that even on a platform and say, um, <laughs> what the heck do you fucking mean, Vicky? That is not what I exactly. don't get it. I don't get it. We um, just were coming off of a workshop from yesterday, and it was the first time our group was hosting it, and Bree and Vicky were the facilitators, uh, really the brainchilds and the... But really Vicky. The organizational force behind it, and it was our first workshop, and we had a huge turnout. You know, it's like having people, uh, not having people is a problem, but having too many people is also a problem. <laughs> and we were like, oh my God, we were hoping for 60 and we got twice that. Um, and it was awesome, but yeah, it was cool. It was cool. And we had to make a lot of decisions on the fly uh-huh. and, um, and the questions you didn't know you needed to ask until it was presented to you. And you're like, oh yeah, we didn't, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. But that's, what's cool about, um, the gentleman that asked us to do this. And, um, he, he said, I want you to do two because you're going to figure things out in the first one that you can right. do better in the second one. And the other cool part is the audience is the most, they're the most understanding audience in the world because they, there's no judgment. They just kind of laugh when there was, you know, some hiccups and not that anything major happened at all. There was not, it was more just us figuring out our logistics with that many people. And they were so easy going about it. Everybody just kind of laughed. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like when we say, everybody pick up the chair you're sitting in and bring it into the room because we don't have enough. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was good. I think everybody, um, good feedback, and we worked hard on it. Yeah. The topic for the for the workshop was meditation for overthinkers as well. And then I just, I did make a note this week about how willingness or how overthinking inhibits willingness too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you cannot overthink. Like if someone tells you, call five alcoholics a day, it'll help keep you sober, and you want to get sober, you should probably stop overthinking it and just do it. Right. And you like, don't have to worry about what you're going to say. Right. You just call and say. So the willingness is deciding, okay, I'm going to do it in spite of my fear, in spite of mm-hmm. my uh, cynicism. <laughs> or they're too busy or they don't want to. Oh, yeah. Right. Like your overthinking totally can get in the way of your willingness. Like when you're running late for a meeting and then you're, oh, I don't want to go in late. 
I don't want to be disruptive. It's okay. You are overthinking. Get your butt into the meeting. That's willingness. It yeah. doesn't matter. And that is what's so cool about like what you were saying, a very forgiving group mm-hmm. of people, because we know what it's like to be late for a meeting and we know what it's like to need a meeting. Mm-hmm. And usually when we're running late, we absolutely need a yes. meeting because we're in that frantic state of mind uh-huh. and it is no bueno. Right. And yeah, I mean, for us to do the, our first dipping our toe into the water, if you will, it was it was fantastic. I was just so happy to be a part of it and to, to feel the energy of all the people and, and to watch their faces. It was just cool. It was so cool. Well, we were willing to do something new. Yeah. yeah. Willing and to willing do to serve. Yeah. yeah. And that was um, a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it, it was this program gives you so many opportunities to give of yourself and to stretch yourself and to grow. And, and that's the next thing I wrote, willing to work on ourselves. Yeah. Because um, I don't know about you, but I knew I was messed up, but I thought it was because of the drinking. So I thought when the drinking went away, the, you know, the messed upness would probably go away. But then when you get through that and you realize oh my god I have to feel these feelings and and you realize what you were trying to numb keeps popping up and like showing up and and you're just like not comfortable with who you are that is is so difficult and if you're not willing to to work on yourself that's when we fall away I think that's when we get away from the program because it's too scary when that paralyzes us or, or keeps us out of the the flow of the program, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I, I don't want to, I would rather drink than be miserable in my head as without working these steps. Yeah. Same. Same. Ditto to that. Uh, I was just thinking um, about last weekend, my sister was in town and we had fun and kind of talking about how different my life, the, to look at my life today as opposed to two, three, four, ten years ago. You know, because my sister, obviously, she's older than me, has been witness to every moment that I've had in my life. And I'm so lucky to have the relationship that I do with her, and it hasn't come without a lot of bumps in the roads, but it's also, I'm the person I am because of our relationship and how we've always been able to support each other and be honest. And through all those dark, bad times when she had to witness that, you know, I can't take away that pain that I caused her um, directly and indirectly because I did cause her a lot of pain, but I do the living amends now to make up for it. But we were, so we were talking about my life and all the things that I do now. And how busy I am. And I'm busy by choice. And I know I talk about that a lot because sometimes it does pile up and that's when the program steps in and helps me be a little more reflective. Call your friend on a Friday and say, I'm going to rest. Yeah, exactly. You're working a program. (laughs) I am. That's called living in sobriety. That's what that's called. It is. And and it's, again, uncomfortable and scary and itchy and all that stuff. But the life that I'm living now is a life that I love. And my sister reminded me of this. She said, remember early 20s when you were, she said, Lynn, you were always going. That's where you get your energy. That's, that's who you are. And I've read these quotes before about recovery isn't about finding yourself again. It's about peeling away all the stuff that the world has thrown at you and being yourself again. You're not finding wow. it. You're being yourself again. And that's how I have felt, especially this last year. And part of it is the podcast. Part of it is working this program with these people that I love. And I couldn't have done any of that without being willing. And because I was given the gift of desperation, I had no other choice. I didn't, I wasn't accept, I wasn't like real willing, but I just didn't have another choice at that point. And willingness kind of grew from there. And then I kept seeing all the gifts that was being bestowed upon me because of that. And it was just like, poof, my world. 
grew. It grows. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. Can you say that quote one more time? Um, recovery, you know what I'm talking it, about? recovery, recovery doesn't help you find yourself. It helps you peel away the layers to who you are, to being like yourself. what everybody else has yeah. thrown at you. Yeah, the world and taking what away you've all the al- stuff. or what I've allowed to pile up. Yeah, and it's just—I <sighs> mean, it's life. The the we're, it's life, and if you don't have tools to learn how to deal with the difficulties, and sometimes even the good stuff, the good stuff can be a little too much for us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. I know. I mean, ugh, we oh. can complicate anything. Oh, yeah. Anyone can. It's yeah. Not, it's, we're, it's not, we're not, no. alcoholics don't own that no. skill. No. That's for sure. And, and that's <laughs> the thing is like, we, unfortunately, our disease kill, can kill us and will kill us. Uh, but every, uh, not everybody, I'm sorry. People deal with their difficulties in a lot of different ways and it's everything from shopping to decorating their house to exercise I mean not all the things that they do to med- self-medicate are detrimental to their immediate health but it, it they're still coping it's a coping skill that's covering up instead of dealing with it you know and we see that all the time and I could even find myself being judgy sometimes like well if you did the 12 steps you wouldn't have to worry about buying out the entire Nordstrom's <laughs> but of course she's not know. talking to you Dave I promise I didn't <laughs> my boyfriend he likes and, and you know that's when I've got to reel it back in and go I need to take care of me and not worry about anybody else well and when that happens it's like that that's what I learned in early recovery and there was this girl and she had really long nails and and she was very intense and she pointed at me one day and she was like when you're blaming you have three fingers pointing back at you and I remember I was so offended by that, and I called my sponsor, and I said, I am not going to that meeting again, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you know, I, I did not know how to take it. I was very new in recovery, yeah. but then once I became um, a little more evolved in the program and realized that you do have, when you're upset about what somebody's doing, it's probably because it's something that you're doing, yeah. or it's a trigger it's in a some trigger. way, shape, or form. Yeah. I was going to say, thank you, you lady with the long nails. <laughs> Seriously, and how like ironic that she'd point at you with those long nails when making a comment about fingers, you know? Well, and I was like making fun of that, like when I talked to my sponsor. No, out loud, I was like, and then her her long nails—they were disgusting. And and does she know how much bacteria? Like. It was ridiculous, ridiculous. And, you know, that's definitely not being in that state uh, where you're open to no. choose to no. listen. <laughs> no, that's being in purely unhealthy yeah. emotional sobriety judgment, and yeah. that's that is my character defect. Clearly, <laughs> I rode that shit like a like a oh, I yeah. don't know champ. I like the self righteous train myself. Yeah, <laughs> I, have a, I have a front row seat of the self righteous train. <laughs> I'm the conductor. Are you kidding? me? I'm in the caboose. I'm holding everything together. I got it all back there. I've got a lot of junk in my trunk. I love that. I love that visual. Oh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, we need to put like our faces on a on train. Yeah. So yeah, though, I, I really love the idea of willingness and when we kind of come in with all of our different takes on it, it really does open up my mind to um, different ways to approach it, to think about it, and to look at it, and to well, live and it. Well, and how you have been, and how you have yeah. been. I always like to look at where, I mean, that's why I high-five when we're living in recovery, right? Yeah. Because when I've done things, and, and so when I recognize that I've done it, when it comes up again, I can be, I can go back into my Rolodex of like, oh yeah, I did this before, and look what happened. 
There's something weird going on. Oh, no. I, I wanted to state my Captain Obvious moment of the podcast. Yes! It's time for the yes. Captain Obvious moment of the podcast. So I was just thinking about step six and seven. And when I was working six and seven the first time around, I think you were telling me that, okay, if you're going to be willing to have a character defect removed, be willing to, you know, like what's going to happen is you're going to start having these situations where you're going to have to make the decision to practice the opposite behavior. So praying for patience, patience you're going to sit in traffic. And then the willingness is the decision that mm -hmm. next time you're in traffic, instead of getting irritated, you're going to, instead of throwing up a middle finger, you're going to throw up a mudra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, just, you know, uh, I want to have a better communication style with my boyfriend than when you guys have a disagreement. The willingness, you prayed for the willingness so that in that moment, you're going to decide to speak a different way and to use different words, kinder words, kinder tones in that moment to diffuse the argument. But anyways, that was my Captain Obvious of the moment of the podcast was the, the you pray for the willingness to rid yourself of the character, well, for six yeah. and seven specifically, and then the, Lynn, it ties in what you were saying about the decision, like, Mm -hmm. then the decision comes. Then you, the, you choose. You pray for the willingness so that when the time comes, that decision, you'll be able to just make that decision yeah. to, to do the opposite behavior. I like that. That's the That's, obvious thing. Yeah. But it just happened in my mind. That's awesome. <laughs> Captain Obvious. I know. <laughs> we need to come up with a cuter name for yeah. it. <laughs> I like it. Mistress, no. I don't know. <laughs> Mistress um, of the obvious. <laughs> so, so um, another thing that, like, for me early on was important was the willingness to accept a higher power. Mm. And I think that can tend to be the, the piece that a lot of us get stuck on. And, um, and, and I, it goes with everything else, just, like, believing what, was, what I was seeing in front of me, your evidence. That's, that's how I got through it. Well, and my hang-up with willingness was not with the higher power, but with the new behaviors and my character defects. And my mom would always tell me, would you rather be right or would you rather be well? And so I have just like a lot of pride and I always want to be right and it's hard for me to take criticism. It's hard for me to, um, you know, yeah, just that, that need to be right instead of being willing to practice a new behavior of letting it go, letting someone else have their opinion or their way and not controlling everything. And mm -hmm. so for me, that's where I struggle with the willingness is to like, surrender my pride in certain situations to grow as a person and to like let, let shit go and, you know. Yeah. And, and like surrendering our um, control, like when there's two plus two equals four, but so does three plus one. Is that right? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's many paths to, I was kidding. Yeah, I knew it was right. Um, but there are many paths to get to the same destination. And that is something that I've learned in managing people at my old job. I, someone had that sign up in the payroll room. And I remember that just hit me like a ton of bricks. It's good when it's not always a recovery thing, but like yeah. that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I realized that there were times that I wasn't doing that and I needed to learn that skill. And as a mother, oh my goodness, do you have to learn that skill? Yeah. And you, you know, a lot of the things that I said I would never do when I had a baby, I did every single one of them. Anytime I said never, it pops up. It's the same thing. Spirit, every time you think you know what's going on, spirit will show you a different way and push you. And if you're, 
it, when I was drunk and high all the time, I couldn't see those pushes and nudges. All I could right. do was just, ugh, uncomfortable, drink. Uncomfortable, smoke a one-hitter. Uncomfortable, drink. And, and that was my life. Yeah. So, and mine was, um, what happened to me was I would get angry. It's like, why? Because I didn't have any control, because I couldn't have everyone agree with the way I wanted things, because I thought I knew best. And yeah, so what what do you do? You get angry, and how do you diffuse the anger? You drink until you pass out. Yeah. And Vicki, yesterday you said, when we were setting up for the workshop, and people were asking you a lot of questions, you said, you know what? Yeah, you can do that if you want. I'm not married to any of these ideas. Like, you were willing to hear other ideas and other perspectives, and... That was huge. Well, and you and have to be in well, those situations. It was situations. a good example for people. It's that attraction thing yeah. again when you're working with someone for any newcomers that were there and just to have someone mm -hmm. be open and, you know, that's... Well, it. and that's a learn... Like, you know, you have to, um, as a leader, you have to be able to direct things but also communicate your, like... Certain things have to be a certain way because of logistics. So sometimes when you're in that position and you're saying, okay, the table needs to go over there or this, that, and the other. But sometimes someone can come up with an idea like you did. Why don't we move it this way? And if you're not open, mm -hmm. you could be like, no, we're putting it over there. And then have a miserable experience and you shut all the ideas down. And that is one thing that I think is so important. And it kind of is about that book that we were talking about yeah. the other night about being open because some people might have an idea that you didn't even think of and it looks so good, like that table over there with the lanterns. And, you know, I mean, just you, not one person could create the beauty that we created in that room. But it's being able to, it took me a long time to learn how to articulate. I don't, I'm not stuck on how this is. This is just my suggestion for the moment. Mm -hmm. But that, that affected me. That, Big I remembered impact. that. Yeah. Good. Like I, you said that to me and I was like, I like that. <laughs> like I'm taking this away as an example for how I want to live. Yeah. It deeply impacted me. Good. I liked that about you. Uh -huh. and I, I, well, that's awesome. I wasn't trying to be cheesy, but... We like cheesy. No, no. Yeah. It's good, it's good cheese. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Gouda. Gouda. It's Gouda. It's Gouda cheese. <laughs> it's Brie. It's Gouda, Gouda Brie. Gouda Brie. <laughs> but yeah, you never know what someone else is going to say that just really... Yeah. And there's a lot of things people say in a day and happen in a day, and I don't remember any of them. My brain just is on to the next thing. But when people are kind like that and an example of flexibility and growth and, you know, spiritual evolvedness. There's evolution. <laughs> evolution. <laughs> or evolution. Evolution. That's attractive. And well, so you are cool. willing to do, you know, have new ideas and let people input. And that was cool. And I actually want it. Like, oh, for yeah. me, I would rather have someone be like, ooh, what do you think about this? Um, because it takes the heat off, you know? It takes the pressure off so you can think about oh, other sure. things. And, yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting moment. I, I remember used, it, too. I used to travel a lot for work, and I would go do training. And the worst thing in the world for someone that works at a, uh, it was at a grocery store chain. And at store level, to have a corporate person walk in and say, everything you're doing is wrong, and this is how we're doing it. So I learned real quick how to to kind of circumvent those preconceived <laughs> reactions I was going to get. And you know what? Once I did that, once I let go of a lot, I would learn new skills every place that I went. And I would always tell them. And it took me a while to learn it because I came in because I was trained. They have to do this. Well, they may have to do it, but there's ways around it. And I, I learned how to finesse it. And I would always walk away. And when I left the store, I'd say, thank you for teaching me. And I would cite the things that they taught me. It's not like 
thinks I learned something, I would give them that information. So that, I felt like it helped with our reciprocal situation. And it took me a while to figure out, you know. That well, and you know what that did? That helped you with other situations mm-hmm. that you went into. Oh, yeah. And you were able to sure. have more to train. Absolutely. Right? And I would tell them, I learned this at another store. This was, didn't mm-hmm. come from corporate office. This other store does it this way. I'm not telling you to, but you might like it, you know. It might be a good option because mm-hmm. sometimes That's there's cool. personalities. Mm-hmm. There's personalities to think about. There's the way something is set up physically to think about. There are so many different oh, yeah. factors. And when we only go by one person's way, we lose all those different points of view. And, mm-hmm. and we're so much bigger together than we are right. solo yeah and I could get into a whole lot of stuff about corporate training and how they have all of these <laughs> holes in it but I won't because that's not what this is about but it just brought up that emotion and I was like oh yeah I don't know I've totally forgotten about all that stuff it had been buried deep mm-hmm. yeah good times well what was your um golden nugget my I'm gonna golden, golden nugget, nugget. My golden nugget was Lynn's onion layer recovery quote, which yeah. I am definitely going to have to have her write down and send it to me. I, I will. just like that. That recovery returns you to who you were before life shat on you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Before you, before we willingly jumped into the shat. That was, <laughs> that, that was our life. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take responsibility for that, you know? Yeah. I jumped into my own shat. Yeah. Life didn't <laughs> shat on me. I, I willingly stepped in the shat. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm, I think my golden nugget was just the idea because I never thought about willingness as an action mm-hmm. and, um, willingness yeah. as a verb, right? Like, um, that, that shifted like me told my total thinking about willingness. And I, you know, this is one of my like major go-tos gratitude, willingness, honesty, right? They're, those are the ones that I grab all the time. And, and looking at it from that point of view is really Awesome. Yeah. My um, golden nugget was Breeze, Captain Obvious. And it's funny because I you know, get my little flashing sign, and now I just look for obvious, and then it, it was right over her head. Yeah. <laughs> the pink sign was over my head. It was, and it just said obvious. You guys, sometimes I feel so silly. I have these revelations that are so basic. No, but they're all, like, again, it's like Vicki said, ooh. you articulate it clearly, definitively. And right. I, you and don't I'm say acceptance jumping. isn't real. <laughs> It's just because I'm not as, um, what is the existential as yeah. you? <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. That's what Camus would say. <laughs> well, we love you. We're so glad you're listening. We hope you're getting a lot out of it. Let, send us some notes. Um, go to Facebook and DM us or Instagram message or right on our page because we would really love to know any kind of topics, any kind of funnies that you noticed in an episode, whatever. Let's play. Your, your personal stories, anything that you have that relates to willingness. It doesn't have to be about recovery. It's just about willingness to live a better life. Yep. Because really recovery for us is just being willing and hopeful and believing that we can live a better life. Yeah. Yeah. Tribe out. Tribe out. Tribe out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out. <laughs>